Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. What's up, everybody? Tonight, my guest is TV star and director Ellie Walker, who has acted in such shows like the soap opera Santa Barbara and other shows like L.A. Law, Tales from the Crypt, The Profiler, Longmire, and Sons of Anarchy. She wrote and directed the film Sex, Death, and Bowling, which stars Adrienne Grenier from Entourage as a gay fashion designer who returns to a small-town home to see his dying father and help his 11-year-old brother in his quest to win a bowling tournament. So I see Allie is on the line, so let me go ahead and bring her on in. Good evening. Hey. How are you? Thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Great, great. So I know that the story of uh, sex, death, and bowling has – it was really inspired by filmmaker Tom Ford. So talk about how that informed your choices uh, writing and directing the script. Uh, well, Sex, Death, and Bowling is a film I did in 2013, which came out in 15, and it was inspired by a lot of things, Tom being one of them. I went to school with Tom uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico. We grew up in Santa Fe. Uh, he had moved there in high school, and so we were in the same class. And, you know, he was uh, a very beautiful guy even then, and he was he was gay, you know. Um, when I made the film, what, what inspired the making of the film was I wrote it because I had quite a few people around me dying um, of cancer. It was a a very tough time. It was uh, my best friend. My father was dying. My sister-in-law had it. My grandmother had died. And so I was, I was finding myself around a lot of people who were experiencing, um, you know, really terminal illness. And my children were young and asking me, you know, what happens to you when you die, mom, where did did they go? And then uh, at the same time, I was, I was at the golden globes. Um, I'd come home after I, I, um, uh, went to help my father and and I ran to Tom and I remember seeing him uh, as a beautiful kid of 14 years old and we we were friends and 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 I thought you know how how petty and small it was to worry about you know being gay when you know you, you, you only live for so long and that you know when it really gets down to it people you don't think about stuff like that. You think about who you love and you think about your family and, and, you know, the the people that you got close to, you know, on your deathbed. It's uh, so he kind of was put into it and Adrian plays Tom um, and Adrian comes back to small town USA to see his brother who is dying and his brother's son befriends him uh, and, and begins asking him all these tough questions and they uh, proceed to win a bowling tournament together. So it's a, it's a really, it's a, it's a labor of love and, and I hope everybody gets to see it. It's on Netflix. All right. All right. So what to you is more gratifying as an artist acting or writing and directing? You know, they're really different. I I've acted for a really long time. I've acted for 30 years and I really love it. I took a lot of time off or did part-time work just to be with my kids over the last, you know, 18 years, um, 19 years actually. But I, I think, you know, you go through different things in your life and different things appeal to you at different times. I mean, I really love writing now. Um, but I also just got a show uh, on Fox called Ghosted, which is a half-hour single-camera uh, comedy, which I'm really enjoying doing. I'm sort of the straight man, but I get to be around all these really funny people, and it's it's really 
it's a pleasure. So I don't know. It just depends on, you know, what the mood is. I'm really enjoying making things right now. I have a couple of scripts I want to get out and uh, try to get made into films. And, uh, you know, I just kind of keep creating. I think that the point of being an artist, I mean, whatever, you know, I, I think once you're an artist or once you're, you know, cre- want to are a creative person of any sort, whether it's, you know, in science and math, whatever it is, you want to keep doing it. So I just, I just like the act of, uh, of creating. Absolutely. So now you've worked with uh, directors like you know, Paris Barclay and actor writer yeah. Taylor Sheridan. I know he's had a lot of success. I mean, what, if anything, yeah. did you learn from them? Uh, well, Paris, uh, you know, I've, I've worked with Paris a few times at the beginning of my career and then on Sons of Anarchy when I played June Stahl, which is where I worked for, with um, Taylor who is an extraordinary writer. I mean, he's a great writer. Um, yeah. They're great. Yeah. You know, they're really great. I mean, Taylor was very quiet. You nev- I never would have thought that he would turn out to be as good a writer as he is. I was really blown away um, by Sicaro. Yeah. Um, and, and the other one, um, which I just forgot. What, what is it? Uh, it just came out. I forgot. I forgot the name. This uh, Hella, Hella High Water. Hell of high water, yeah, it's supposed to be amazing. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. He's really tremendous. And, you know, you just never know. You could be standing next to, you know, the next Albert Einstein, and you wouldn't know it. <laughs> and so I think, uh, you know, I learned a lot from Paris, because Paris is just really funny and really smart. And, you know, everybody you work with, I just, ultimately, you just want to have a really good time. You want to do a better job. You want to do better work. And, and you know, it's... um you have to kind of rely on each other. And, and, you know, those are two of the people that I relied on when I was, you know, acting. So it's, it's fun. Nice. Nice. So you got to direct actors like, uh, uh, Dre DiMatteo and, uh, Adrian uh, Grenier. So did you have to, did you have them read or did you just go off your gut when you casted them? No, I went off my gut when I cast these people. Um, they were amazing. And, you know, I never, I, I had never, I had not seen much of Adrian's work. I'd seen a little bit of it. And then I met him in person. He was in LA and I went down and had coffee with him. And I was like, you know, I wasn't planning on it, but right after there's something very enigmatic about him and very aloof. And Tom Ford has that quality. You think you know him, but not quite. That's always how I felt about Tom. He was very, you know, very kind of detached. Um, and I think he probably did that because he had to, but, um, but Adrian's like that too. And I really hope people see the film because he's superb in it. And, you know, he's a really fine actor. He really is. I, I was sort of bowled over by his performance. Um, and Drea, you know, everybody's kind of cast against type, you know, Drea is this gorgeous, I mean, stunningly beautiful woman and she's bigger than life. Yeah. And in this, she wears no makeup, and she's just, you know, she's the Drea that I kind of see, you know, the New Yorker who's kind of like from the heart, and she's lovely. There you go. And Selma, who is bubbly and beautiful and, and wicked smart, is, you know, this grieving woman who, who can't take it. And Bailey Chase, honestly, from Longmire, uh, is stunning, is the dad. And, and Joshua Rush, Daniel U. Kelly, Melora Walter. I mean, I had an amazing cast, and everybody – was, you know, I didn't have to do any. I just had to get sit back and, and watch. It was great. <laughs> so it was really, really a, a joy for me. Yeah, now, as a director, what would you say is your superpower as a director? 
Casting. I think casting is 95% of your job as a director, actually. I really do. I think that, uh, and, and, you know, other directors have told me that, too. If you cast the right person, you're going to be, you're going to have no problem. If you don't, you're going to have, you know, it's going to be a lot harder. Um, and, you know, I just, I don't know. I really loved writing the script. I really loved shooting it. Everybody worked really hard for no money. And, you know, it was just a, it was a really wonderful, wonderful adventure. Yeah, so I'm going to go back in the past here. So, like, years ago, now you were into chemistry and biology. You actually worked in that field. So how did you go from that to being in the acting business? Well, it's kind of an odd story. I mean, I'd always taken creative writing, and I'd always uh, – I, I did, you know, plays in theater and, and, and that kind of thing. But when I got to college, I – um you know, I tried to do the sensible thing. And so my father was a scientist. He was a physicist. And my mother uh, went back to school and I went to school and became a lawyer. And I decided that I would be a scientist. So I studied biology and chemistry and graduated with a degree in, in biology, but I specialized in um, genetics. I really enjoyed it. So my plan was to go to UCLA medical school. So I applied and I, I didn't get in the first time I applied. And so I went down uh, to LA and got a job in the immunology department at UCLA, you know, just doing grunt work. Cause I'd been working up in Northern California, um, uh, sequencing DNA. Um, and so I went to UCLA and I went out with my boyfriend who at the time was an actor in Valley girls, that movie Valley girls with Nick cage. And yeah, um, yeah. we were at this restaurant and this guy came up to us and he goes, you know, you have a really funny way about you. He was talking to me. He said, do you want to audition for this movie? <laughs> and I thought, I thought this guy was crazy. I was like, yeah, sure. And after he left the table, he gave me his number and told me where to go the next day. And I looked at my boyfriend and he said, no, this, this, that's a real, that's a really, that's a producer. I know that guy. You should try this. So he went with me and I got the part. It was like a nothing part. And it ended up on the cutting room floor in this little movie called Hanama Bay. And uh-huh. I just, I got an agent. I got into the guild and I just, I then went for another job that the agent sent me to and I got it and I got the next one and the next one. And then I got a, I became Claire all girl and got a modeling contract. I mean, it just kind of, it blew up. And I kept thinking, you know, my parents to this day are like, my mom is still like, do you think you would ever go back to science and have a regular <laughs> life? Um, but uh, I'm like, no mom, I, I think it's a little too late for me, but uh, yeah. So that was it. I was hooked and I, I, you know, I've been doing it for 30 years. That's amazing. That's amazing. So, like, I mean, what kind of training did you take? I mean, so many actors struggle. They take all these courses and things like that. Well, I mean, it's just I something had, you just picked up. Well, no, I had taken – I had done some Shakespeare um, for a little bit in school, in college. And then okay. I had uh, – once once I got an acting gig, I went to every class imaginable. I mean, it wasn't like one after another after another. I mean, I got a job, and then I got four waiting table jobs, and – went to classes. I went to every class I could find. I, I took from Peggy Fury. I don't know if you know that Peggy Fury at the law. She was a brilliant uh, teacher um, and her husband, uh, Bill Trailer. And I took for Janet Alhanti, who was um, Sandy Meisner's, you know, sort of one of his protégés. Um, and I, you know, I studied with uh, Harry Mastro George ended up being the, the coach that I really studied with the longest, you know, there was, Ray Liotta was there and uh, just a lot of, you know, Stephen Bauer, a lot of well-known working actors and at all of these places, actually. I mean, Peggy was teaching, you know, half the guys from the big chill. It was crazy. So it it was really, it was really, um, you know, for a young 
person who had no confidence in what they were doing. It, it was it was a thrill, and it was a lot of hard work, you know, and and I had to eat. So, you know, I think that's a, a great <laughs> motivator. Um, so I had to get a job, and I had to make it work. And I worked really hard for a few years. And, you know, I mean, I, I know a lot of people do a lot longer, um, but I've been very lucky. And, uh, and but, you know, I, I sort of uh, took a crash course in acting for a period of four or five years. And I, and I stayed in class. I stayed in class for a very for ten years. I'd always go back to class. Oh, nice. Sure, you know, I knew what I was doing, and I did plays in New York, and I did play readings, and I, you know, pounded the pavement for several years until oh, I really good. started. Yeah, getting, uh, getting, you know, getting really confident, I guess, and and being able to just do it. There you go. There you go. How has the business changed since you've been in it? Oh wow, it's changed so much. It's it's startling actually. Um you know, there's been a lot of uh I think the saddest thing for me right now is the movie industry because I think it's it's going away. I mean, I don't think people will be watching if they even do now movies and theaters anymore. Yeah. I think that that is now becoming a thing of the past. And it makes me sad because I think it's uh it's sort of emblematic of everything that's going on now. You know, everybody's on their phone. They're not talking to each other. They're, you know, talking to each other you know, on social media, which which is great, but it's there's something that was so great about seeing a movie with an audience and having sort of a shared experience. And, you know, the movies, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I did this movie, Sex, Death, and Bowling, also because I hadn't seen a lot of movies, you know, in the last few years about people, just about people, you know, Um and I and I kind of miss that. So I think that's been a real change. And there are far fewer movies, and there's all these Marvel. You know, it's all just a business now. It's it's, it's very much the business, and there's a lot less of um, taking risks in uh, uh, movies. Um, and 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 it, and it makes me kind of sad. However, on the other hand, in TV, it's been amazing. Um, yeah. Hang on one sec. There's somebody, and I'm trying to get my dog out of here. Um, in TV, it's been amazing. It's um, there's, I mean, there's thousands of shows. There's there's almost too many shows. Um, but I do think there's yeah. a lot more people in the industry. I think that it's harder as movie people move into TV. People like me, who always, you know, kind of were a staple in TV, have you know, everybody kind of takes a step down. I think roles are harder for people, especially newcomers, to get. Um, you're not seeing the money that you used to. It's consolidated at the top, uh, just like mm. it, you know, just like it is in the country. Really, you're seeing you're seeing the same kind of divide in our industry as well. I think, um, mm. but you know, I mean, there's a lot more product out there, so there are a lot of choices. There's a lot of cable stations. There's a lot of great people to get involved with, and there's you know a lot of great storytelling in TV, which is really funny because when I was young, you know, I was constantly told. You know, don't do TV. If you want to be a movie star, don't do TV. And, you know, after Universal Soldier, I was like, you know, I, I found this uh, little project. I was doing a play in New York, and I found this project, Moon Over Miami, and it was it was wonderful. It was basically Carol Lombard, and I just thought, I'm doing it, you know. And uh, yeah. so I was really lucky. I worked in both TV and film and theater and was bouncing around, really having a nice time. And I don't I don't know a lot of people who can do that anymore. I don't see a lot of those people anymore, but maybe it's just because I'm older and I, I, but I don't, I don't see that as much anymore. You know, it doesn't seem like you can sort of be this, 
middle class actor anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's tough. It it's really tough. I mean, uh I've had uh you know, a lot of actors on in the past and they say that uh you know, a lot of them kind of make a kind of a, a middle class salary, but uh it, they have to work really hard. They got to fly to, you know, both both coasts, you know, to make that work and it's a lot of hustling. Yeah, it is a lot of hustling. And, you know, there's not a lot shot. You know, I was fortunate enough to make sure that the shows that I, you know, was a lead in, like Profiler, or were, were shot in L.A. You know, I, I had family. I, I didn't, you know, I'm not going to take my kids away from their dad. And they were little. And, you know, it's just, it, but it's very, you know, it can be a very kind of vagabondish life. And it, and it can be very hard. And it and it seems to be, uh, it's it's hard to make a living, I think, uh, now. Not It's not as... Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it, because of just the way things are in the economics of it now. I think it can be a lot harder on people. And I think it would be hard to be up and coming now. They're, you know, it, it's just a different day. That's just how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think because of, uh, I mean, there's just so many outlets. There's just so many, it's almost like too many shows and maybe the, maybe the money is kind of like, it's kind of spread out. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess this get, gets into the economics and also these blockbuster movies like these superhero movies and things. You have all these mm-hmm. at the top, and then some of your your independent films. I mean, a lot of those get kind of kind of brushed to the side. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'll, you know, we'll never really you know see a dime on my movie. I mean, it's really sad to say, but you know, it's, oh. it's and and you know, I mean, we we are we're we're doing okay. We, it's. It's hard because, you know, independent films now are not really even independent films now. You know, it's it's mm. and that, but then there's a ton of really low budget films that are independent that are being made that can't get distribution because I think a lot of sort of the studios that are making independent films are kind of you know moving them out of the way. It's all kind of taking a step a notch down in a weird way, you know, because they don't really make that middle movie anymore that costs, you know, 20 million or 30 million. That's just a yeah. good story about people. And that's what I miss the most. I mean, I grew up on a steady diet of films of the seventies and those right. were about people, you know, Kramer versus Kramer, the deer hunter, Serpica. I mean, you had great movies coming out of that three days of the condor, you know, Chinatown. These are genius, you know, scripts and films and the acting is extraordinary. And I just, you know, I kind of wanted to go back to that. You know, I, I I really wish it would. Maybe it will. I don't know. I doubt it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that energy, a lot of that creative energy is like really. I think it's more in the TV now. It's it's really tough. I mean, here it in is. the uh, Washington Washington D.C. area, we have a lot of good filmmakers over here, and you yeah. know they have like a premiere, and everybody goes to premiere, and it's a full house, but. Yeah. I mean, the movie, at best, is going to go to the theater circuit. I mean, the, the festival circuit, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, and it's, um, there's a lot of product out there now, and it's really hard to, and it's very political. It really is. Um, you know, if I had to do it over, I, I would have I would have really done much more kind of PR and, you know, trying to get help from people. I, I didn't do anything. I just made the film and like, went, here you go. Um, 
but it is very, it's very, very tough. It is a, it's, you know, this is a very tough industry and you have to have a very thick skin to be in it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so let's switch back to acting. So when you get a script, I mean, how do you go about building a character? You know, at various stages of my life, I've done various things. I think what I've always kind of relied on is, um, you know, the material is always everything. The material is it. You'll find your answers in the material. So I think what sometimes I need, um, sometimes if it's more of a vague sketch in the script, I need to think about the exterior, you know, what I would wear, what I'm like, you know, my manner. I think more technically. I try to engage in it and build it from there. But usually I work very intuitively, and it's from just having an understanding of, you know, what the material is dictating, uh, the specifics of my situation and who I am, and setting up those parameters and setting them up so strongly that that reality it becomes my reality and I'm in it. And if you do the homework and you, and you think about that reality and you, and you talk to yourself about that reality and you kind of, you know, bathe in it, then you're, you know, you're more and more free to be it. Um, It's like a child's game. You know, you're pretending, but you have to set up your reality. And, and that's kind of what I do. I, I just kind of stew for a while with a script, you know, and sometimes if it's not clear, you know, I'll ask questions or, or I'll, I'll envision things and uh, give the character exterior things like what would she wear? What, what, you know, there was one thing I did with June Stahl, you know, where June Stahl, you know, it, it was very, it was, it wasn't a completed character when I got it. She was kind of this sexy, ballsy woman, but she wasn't quite the sociopath. And, you know, I, I just, I kind of, um, I liked, I kind of added that she looked down on everybody and she acted like she was smarter and she would, you know, she would do this thing, you know, I knew these two people who, uh, who always thought, and, and I take from people, I'm a voyeur, I love to watch people, so I knew two people that were very yeah. narcissistic and thought they were better than everybody. So every time they spoke, they would go, and they would have an intake of breath. And so I, I would do that. Yeah. She was looking down, she was looking down on everybody, like, this is tedious, you know, and it was really fun. And I, so I, you know, you, you do little things that, 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 that flavor that you like to flavor. And I, I do it much more intuitively now because I've been doing it for so long. It just kind of, I just kind of do it, you know? Um, but I sit and stew and I just kind of look at everything, the way it's written, where, where the comma is, why, you know, I kind of really get into it and then I sit back and, and then I let it go. And then I go do my job. Nice, nice. And, you know, it sounds like you're really into to people watching. I think that's very, very important, you know, people watching, watching how, you know, the inflections and the, the personalities yeah. that people have, and you can kind of really bring that to a character. Yeah, well, human behavior, you know. I, I, as a young woman, yeah. I did a lot of traveling. I traveled around the world kind of extensively by myself. And I was just sort of on this, you know, sort of – wandering the planet mode and I had a lot of time by myself and then meeting a lot of young people and having a great time, but watching people 
And I just, you know, I, that's why I like to write. I just like to watch people and, uh, you know, see what makes them tick. It's fun. Absolutely, absolutely. So coming up, did you have a, a particular actor that uh, inspired you? Well, I mean, I always think that, you know, Dustin Hoffman, Al Pacino, Faye Dunaway, um, Robert Redford, Paul Newman, you know, those were the actors yeah. that I, you know, I looked up to. I think Some Like It Hot is sort of my all-time favorite movie, you know, Jack Lemmon and what's his name, Tony. Um, oh, my God, I just froze. I'm so tired. Tony, not Tony Bennett. I keep thinking Tony Bennett because I love Tony. Tony Curtis. Uh, Curtis, yeah, who is amazing yeah. in the Boston Strangler, too. I mean, you want to look at a great performance, go watch that. Um, but I love Marilyn Monroe. I, I love Carol Lombard. I love the movies of the 30s and, you know, Bringing Up Baby and Catherine Hepburn. I love Betty Davis. I love, you know, Joan Crawford. You know, the feud's on now, and I'm like, yay! Um, it's, it's, you know, those were great female characters. Those were so fun to watch, and I was really into that when I was, uh, when I was young. My grandmother always used to watch it, and Lucy, I mean, I loved Lucy. Yeah. I love Lucy. It's so genius. It's, it's hard to imagine, you know, anyone else doing that. She was just brilliant. And, you oh, know, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of people, a lot of people, you know, uh, love Clark Gable, you know, um, Cary Grant. Where These are, you know, iconic, you know, great actors. They were wonderful. Barbara Stanwyck, my God, you know. It's like, yeah. it's, it's just, there's, you know, I, I watched tons of old movies with my grandmother. I loved watching black and white movies. And, and you know, Gene Arthur, I just terrific. William Powell, Myrna Loy. The Thin Man series yeah. is one of my favorites. You know, it's uh, these are these Mine are things too. that just, you know, yeah, really? Yeah, it's just like you, you, you know, asked it. You remember. And there was such an innocence, but so smart and so funny and so quick. It was just fun, you know? Um you know, the writing, Frank Capra, the, the directing, it was just, it, I'm really glad my grandmother would, you know, make me come in and, and she'd be on WGN and we'd watch all these old movies. And I, I just loved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of good movies. I mean, you know, Cary Grant, yeah. I mean, like, he was he was really the master, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Remember, what is it, uh. Or you know, did you ever see Kind Hearts and Coronets? Alec Guinness is a genius. I don't know if anybody's ever seen. If you if you if you haven't seen it, you should go watch Kind Hearts and Coronets. It's absolutely wonderful. Okay. Alec Guinness plays all the characters in this family, and it's hilarious. It is just the best. Um, <laughs> with the Lavender Hill Mob, Cary Grant. You know, it's like yeah. all, all those uh, great movies. Yeah, yeah. Catch awesome. A thief. Awesome. Yeah. So, Allie, what's Lots been some of your favorite roles? Um, my favorite roles. I, you know, they're all my favorite roles. I, I really enjoy everything I do. No role is. I enjoy the small. I'm doing a, a thing on Colony now. I really love the character. I love June Stahl. I loved Sam Waters in Profiler. I loved Joe in Happy Texas. I loved. I love them all. You know, I love Veronica and Universal Soldier. I loved Gwen in Moon Over Miami. That was actually really one of my all-time favorites because that was kind of a screwball, you know, throwback to the screwball comedies of the 30s. And I was with Billy Campbell, and I loved 
that comedy. I really did. Um, but I, you know, there's there's a piece of me everywhere. I, I you know, I, I love I love working. It's really fun. Yeah, working is good. How <laughs> we pay the bills. Work is good. <laughs> got to work. As That's a matter of fact, right. I've got to get up thing. at seven a.m. and get to a set tomorrow, so I've got to go to bed. <laughs> Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, we're getting ready to wrap up. We're getting ready to wrap up. Uh, but before I let you go, uh, let's talk quickly about uh, what's a recent movie that's uh, inspired you. And um, just tell everybody, uh, you know, uh, what you got going on now. I know you have Ghosted and uh, how fans can keep up with you. Uh, uh, I, you know what movie I, I really like, which I don't, which I do, I didn't hear what you just said. I'm sorry, it cut out. Did you ask me which movie yeah, go I ahead, like? go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. What, what's a recent love, movie that uh, has inspired you? I love 21st Century Woman. I think Annette Bening is a genius. I think you should go see it. It's it's a great movie. I loved uh, Moonlight. I loved it. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the shots were staggering and the performances were beautiful. But I really love 21st Century Woman too, and I, I haven't heard a lot about that. I'll tell you who I thought should have uh, really been a contender. Well, she was a contender. What am I saying? Is did you see? Um, Jackie, Natalie Portman. I have not seen that yet. You've got to see it. Her performance in that uh, movie is nothing short of, of, uh, it's just extraordinary, actually. It's extraordinary. Um, So those are my top three uh, that I've really enjoyed watching over the last few months. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And you have uh, Ghosted, and what else do you have coming up? Well, um, I have Colony coming on the West Coast at 10 o'clock tonight. I'm on that uh, to the end of the year. Longmire goes into its last season. I'm not sure if I'm going back for that, but I'm doing Colony. And now I'm doing Ghosted. So, yeah, I'm busy. Nice. It's all good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Great. Okay, Allie, yeah. it's been a pleasure. I mean, this is really, really great interview. Uh, and I wish that you uh, break you. legs and all you do. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You have a good night, and thanks uh, thanks for reaching out. No, absolutely. Okay, bye-bye. All righty. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. All right, folks, remember to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than D.C. Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit DCMetroTheaterArts.com. That's DCMetroTheaterArts.com. Under the dark you pacify me, hold my breath. Take me down, I won't fight Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my death Makes a sound no one can find 